Have you ever experienced a holiday gathering with family that felt really draining? You walked away wishing that you would have spoken up or set boundaries. In today's episode, we're continuing part two of the Emotionally Healthy Holiday series, all about setting boundaries and how to protect your reserve. Are you in a season where you're longing for more, desiring inner peace, hoping for more authenticity in relationships. Perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside, like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change, and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd. I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic healing connection. First, within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected Podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. Have you seen the movie Four Christmases? It's always a favorite in our household. Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn do a brilliant job really embodying the extreme expression of what happens when we don't speak up for ourselves or communicate our desires, our preferences, our boundaries to family, especially around the holidays. Now, I don't point to them as an example of what to do because really what they do is really characterized in avoidance. They avoid communicating their true needs and desires. You know, as a family of multiple different relationships, um, children of divorced parents, they have four Christmases and they talk about sort of each of these different um, experiences with family, very different from their personal lifestyle and in years past, how draining it was. And so they go about it by totally avoiding it and planning this elaborate um, vacation every year, right during Christmas. And they tell their family that they're going to serve charity or do something reputable, but they end up going to a tropical island and enjoying themselves. Now, more power to them, right? (laughs) I think it's great to know what your core values are and to stand up for them. Um, What I wish they would have done is communicate with courage and speak those boundaries bravely to family. And I I share that example because, you know, we've all been there, right? We've all been there where maybe we're in the middle of a holiday gathering or we're in the car driving home or it's the next day and we're just feeling drained. Maybe we're feeling, you know, disappointed, um, wishing that we would have had more of our ideal type of day. Now, we talked last week about the importance of getting clear about your expectations and communicating those expectations first to your spouse. And I think that's so important to be on the same page because you and your spouse 
have the ability to set the tone for first your immediate family. If you have children, you get to protect your, your ideal holiday experience through good communication and clear boundaries. And it doesn't just stop there. It's also important to actually follow through with those boundaries. And so I want to share about a season of life for Nate and I, you know, our first six years married, we lived um, outside of Philadelphia in Westchester, Pennsylvania. So we were pretty far away from our family in Indiana. And so that meant most holidays we were traveling and it wasn't as big of a deal when it was just us. But once we started having kids, it became more and more challenging and, you know, for me, especially I, you know, was in a season where I was working a pretty demanding job, didn't have a lot of vacation time. And so it just became difficult to think about, you know, giving up all of my vacation days to travel. And you guys know traveling during the holidays can be stressful. Maybe it's just me. I feel like, you know, spending 12 hours in the car and spending or spending a lot of money on airfare, etc. Like I remember one Christmas by the time we added up airfare and gifts for everyone, it was like way, way over our budget. And that was hard because of course family wanted us home and of course we wanted to be generous and give gifts, but it got to the point where it felt like we were just putting everyone else's needs first and not actually recognizing and speaking to our own needs or our own boundaries. And so we would get home from a trip. And of course, there's also the joy and connection and all of the good things. I'm not trying to take away from that. It is something that we did enjoy and and did desire the majority of it. But the reality was we weren't really communicating ahead of time and realizing like the parts that were draining. And if we're not recognizing it in ourselves, we're not communicating with our family. And if we're not communicating with our family, then we're not actually following through on boundaries. And so it was just something that I had to learn over the years of like, okay, what is the most draining? What's the most challenging aspect of this? And how can I be proactive rather than reactive? You know, how can I communicate well ahead of time rather than just sitting in the moment and feeling you know, really frustrated by family members who were doing their best to love us well and be present in a holiday gathering, but perhaps it was in a way that felt hurtful or offensive and it was just a lack of understanding. And so I think through all of those experiences, I had this aha moment of you know what? I want next year to be different. And I began to really reflect after each holiday season about what went well, what was challenging, what was hard. And then what I could take into consideration the next year so that I could set not only Nate and I, but then also our kids up for a peaceful holiday season. Because the reality is the holidays are supposed to be about gathering with family. And I'm not saying that it's always just smooth and easy. Um, there, there can be challenges that are sometimes unavoidable, but at the same time, I've gotten really clear about what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with and how to really advocate for that. So that leads me to my three points today. First, setting clear boundaries is important because it communicates your values. And I, I think it's good to remember, as we talked about last week, that your expectations going into a holiday often are reflective of your core values. 
Um, so for example, maybe you have a group of adult siblings who you don't get to see that often and you really, really desire some quality adult time without kids. And maybe that might look like you and your siblings going out to a meal together or meeting up for coffee or breakfast one morning while you're all in town. Well, if that's really important to you and you have a high value for that, then you need to speak up about that expectation. And then when your mom starts to plan you know, an activity every second of the day that involves every single member of the family, you need to speak up and set that boundary and say, you know what, mom, I'm so excited to be with the family on this day and this time and this time. But actually on Wednesday morning, you know, my brother and sister and I are going to go out to breakfast. We're really looking forward to that quality time together. And so you have to communicate clearly and, and, and speak up for that boundary. Because just because you have it in your heart or your head, it doesn't mean that your family can mind read. And so it's important to set that boundary and communicate about it clearly and be consistent. You know, that leads me to point number two. You know, some people don't follow through on boundaries because they're afraid of confrontation. You know, maybe you're a people pleaser. Maybe you're someone who doesn't want to disappoint people. Uh, Maybe you're worried about what they'll think or how they'll be offended or that they'll have a big reaction. So you're basing all of your behavior based on external circumstances and external reasons how they're responding. And so I want to ask you an honest question. Are you avoiding setting boundaries because you're afraid of how your family member will respond? If that's the case, then you need to take some time to get honest with yourself because you're ultimately making a choice. You're choosing to deal with the difficult circumstances and the energy drain and the exhaustion within yourself to not cause any relational tension. And that's honestly a choice you have to make. Some people do that for years and they just deal with it and they're fine with it. For me, you know, my time is precious and my Christmas break with my kids is precious and they're only home for so many days. And so I want to speak up for those things because it matters and I'd rather have the hard conversation early on than stew over it and be bitter, you know, after Christmas break is done and I feel totally exhausted. And so I think we're just remembering the importance of confrontation. And if you listen to one of my early episodes, I talk about the four stages of community development And confrontation is actually the third stage because it's necessary for the highest stage, which is communing. And the reason it's necessary is because if we do life with people, if we are spending time with people, there is ultimately going to be things that are hurtful or confusing or misunderstanding. And so confrontation is not bad. It's not something to be avoided. It's actually the very hard conversation that is the bridge to the deeper relationship. And so I encourage you to really reframe confrontation rather than something to be avoided saying, you know what, this is actually a way to potentially grow closer in our relationship. Now, I want to give a little caveat here because that is under the assumption that your family member is somewhat emotionally healthy and mature. If they're not emotionally healthy, if they're in a victim mentality, if they're, you know, totally self-absorbed or narcissistic, it's very difficult to have a positive response to boundaries. It's honestly almost impossible. And so you have to to be clear with yourself about how you go about that boundary. 
you know, if someone is toxic or dysfunctional, sometimes the best thing to do is just to avoid that person or that circumstance. Now I'm, I'm not saying that that's every time I'm only speaking to a family member who feels almost impossible to communicate with and that you just know it's going to be a blow up negative response. So maybe that means you don't go to that part of the family gathering, or maybe that means that you say, okay, we're going to go for an hour and then we're going to go home. You know, whatever it is, you can, you can set your own internal boundary and an internal boundary just means that within your own heart or maybe with your spouse, you know what your limit is, you know, okay, I can handle this amount of time or I can handle the family gathering up until we get to presents. And then usually that puts me over the edge, you know, whatever it is, you can maybe have an exit plan about when you exit or, you know, for me, sometimes if I'm feeling overwhelmed or, or like overstimulated by the noise, the chaos, the intrusive family member, I might just go sit in another room for a little bit and read or just kind of play quietly on the floor with one of my kids just to kind of regulate myself and, to get to the point where I can be present again. And that leads me to point number three. Are you communicating with courage? Now this includes both your spouse being united on the same page and also family members. And that means sometimes you have to ask for help. You know, sometimes it might feel easier if you and your spouse are on the same page and you sit down and talk with your parents or your in-laws or a brother and sister you know, I think communicating with courage means that you are clearly communicating your value, you're setting and defining boundaries, and you're willing to follow through with it because that value is so important to you. I just went to an incredible seminar yesterday with an executive coach and consultant, um, Michelle Gladio, and she wrote a beautiful book about communicating with courage. And I was just really struck by her presentation because obviously as a counselor, communicating and setting boundaries is a big part of what I talk to people about all the time. And for me, it seems easy just because I've done so much of this work in my own heart over the years and I've helped so many people. It seems simple, but I just want to acknowledge like I totally understand that this can feel difficult or overwhelming or sometimes impossible. You know, maybe some of you thinking about this topic might get frozen or become anxious because you have had negative responses or you have experienced blow ups with family members. And so maybe there's a part of you that shut down. And I just want to recognize and highlight that word courage. It really does take courage. And And this might be a process. It might mean that this holiday season that we're getting ready to approach Thanksgiving and Christmas, you maybe practice setting one boundary that doesn't feel as scary and maybe not the whole full gamut of how you feel. Just practice, take a risk, put yourself out there. And maybe you just practice with a family member who you know will have a positive response and who will respect your boundary before you actually sit down and talk with that difficult family member who will probably have a negative response or blow up on you. So I think it's just important to recognize that this is a journey, this is a process, and it's okay to not feel like you've mastered it from the beginning. Like this has taken me practice over the years. As I said, I reflect on 
each holiday gathering afterwards, I think about what went well, what was challenging, what do I wish would have been different. And I kind of make notes for myself to prepare for the next gathering or the next year. And so here is the big idea for today. Setting boundaries and sticking to them protects your values and your energy reserve to allow you to be present when it matters most. And here's what I want you to reflect on this week. How are you going to set clear boundaries with your family? And how can you be intentional in being united with your partner in that? What will you do if your boundaries crossed? What will that look like to confront in a healthy way? How can you communicate with courage in your unique family situation? Where, when, and who is the best place to start? I would love to hear from you as you are processing this week and also the episode from last week, anything related to emotionally healthy holidays. I'd love for you to jump into my DMs on Instagram. You can find me at Life Interconnected and send me a message. You can literally send me a written message or send me a voice note and I, I'd love to interact with you and just hear what you're learning and what your takeaways are through this um, Emotionally Healthy Holiday series. So I hope to see you in my Instagram account and we will be here next week with our um, third episode of this series on Emotionally Healthy Holidays. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me today. I want you to know that God sees you. You are loved valued and important. If this podcast helped you, it would mean so much if you could hit subscribe, leave a review and text or post a screenshot with your friends who can join our mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed life to be interconnected. I'm cheering for you. We are in this together and I look forward to next time.